Today's daf is daf pei dalid, page 84. In the Halik Mesechus Babakam, we have another incredible, incredible daf ahead of us. Uh, I could take a little more time today than I did uh, uh, yesterday. Um, but I don't have to talk as, as fast. Yesterday, I was like slipping away from uh, the family getting together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I felt bad over here. But Baruch Hashem, now we're back home and we're ready to... To uh, move along. So the sugi here is discussing the following. We learned that by capital punishment, if somebody kills, the murderer gets killed. There's no financial penalty. Why? Because which means that we're never going to obligate somebody in dual penalties, in two penalties. So there's going to be one. And, it, and uh, if you take away a neshama, so then we take away your neshama. If it was done again on purpose with witnesses and, and warning and everything comes into play. What we want to know is the same way you cannot pay to get out of a death penalty. Rather, it's a neshama for a neshama. By damaging, we said it's different. By damaging, we said if you damage, we don't damage you. There's a financial penalty. And that's the sugya we're in the middle of trying to go through the various sources for, uh, for that halacha. That we don't damage you when you damage, rather it's always going to be financial penalties. So here we go. We're up to Tanya Idach, which is at the two dots, six lines from the top of Daf, Peidalid Amad Aleph, 84a. So here we go. Tanya Idach, we learned in another b'risa. Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai Oimer, Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai says... Ayin tachasayin, an eye for an eye. What does it mean? That like you blind somebody, we blind your eye? Says Rav Shem ben Yechai, it means mammon. You pay money. Says Gemara, who says? You're telling me it's money? You know, I'll tell you what means literally an eye. Says Gemara, it's not possible. Listen to this. Is Gavaldic such a deep and profound statement? Says Gemara, it cannot mean an eye for an eye. You know why? What happens if a blind person blinds another person? Kita vikita. Or what if you have somebody who doesn't have a hand and he chops off somebody's hand? Chiger vichiger. Or somebody's already lame and he makes someone else lame. Well then, hechani mekayim bazeh ayin tachazayin. The Torah says everybody gets the same punishment. Well, here's the problem. If you're going to tell me it literally means that we're going to do to you what was done, there's so many situations where we can't do to the person what was done. And the Torah says everybody's going to have the same halacha. And where's one area where everybody can have the same halacha? Money makes the world go round. Everybody has connection to money, but not everybody has connection to their health. And to body parts. So it can't be, we'll take off your body part if you take off a body part, because what if you don't have the body part? And therefore it's not shayich, it's not possible that it means it literally takes off the body part. To which the Gemara says, wrong. The Gemara says, oh, you want to come with your grace and chachmas, it's not possible. Says the Gemara, one second. Amri, why don't we say, my kusha, what sort of question is this? Dilma, maybe what the, what the Torah means is like this. When it's possible to chop off your hand, if you chopped off a hand, so then you do it. Maybe if you don't have a hand and you cut off somebody's hand with your teeth or whatever. Maybe we just won't cut off your mouth. That, that happens. We find other areas of halacha where <laughs> we'll do that area if it's possible. If it's not possible, you just don't do it. Right? You have somebody who's not capable of digesting. They're not capable. What are you going to say? You have to eat matzah on Pesach. Nebuch, the guy's a trach. You're going to eat matzah on Pesach. Shaykhis. But there's still a mitzvah to eat matzah, even though there are people that it's just simply impossible. It's, it's an impossibility. Okay? So the Gemara says, what sort of question is that? Oh, what if you don't have a hand? You know, what are you saying? And, and if you don't agree with this logic, we know if somebody is on his, has, if somebody already has one foot in the grave and the other one in a banana peel. He's a trefa. The guy's going to be dead because of an illness. He's gone in a few days. And he murders somebody. 
We're not going to give the guy the death penalty. That's the halacha. He doesn't get a death penalty. He's already on his way out the door. But still, right? <laughs> he's considered dead already. If you can give somebody capital punishment, we give them capital punishment. And therefore, this b'risa doesn't bring any sort of proof to financial payment. Again, we said, what's a proof that it's financial payment and not a body part? Oh, because not everybody has a body part. Says, so what? So what? So what? So what? So what? It still could mean a body part. And when it's possible, you do it. No possible. If it's not possible, you don't. Bottom line is, we still don't. We don't have a proof from this brisa that when you damage, you pay. So let's keep going. Debay Rabbi Shmuel Tana in the yeshiva of Rabbi Shmuel they learned. Omar Kra. It says in the Torah, When you hurt somebody, this is what you give to him. The Ein Nesina, giving, is an expression of mamun. Ein Nesina Elamam. Okay? So what you did, you give. What does it mean, give? Money. Elamayata says, But it says in the Pasa, We see the expression of giving, even by a wound. Of course, a wound is not referring to money. A wound is referring to a physical wound. So don't tell me whenever it says give, it means money. It's not true. Sometimes it means physical. Amri, they said, The reason why they said that Allah is because they have an extra pasuk. He says if somebody hurts his friend, creates a wound, we do to him what he tried to do. So, why do you got to say, and so you should be given to him? This should be given to the damager. What do you give to him? You give him a penalty of paying money. Okay? And therefore, you're right, Nesina sometimes could mean a physical ailment. True. However, since there's an additional Pasuk over here, it must be referring to money. Says the Gemara, well, if it says it again, why do you gotta, what, what, what is the purpose of saying if a person gives a wound to a person? Why do we need that part of the Pasuk for? Says the Gemara, I did the just for the purpose of uh, consistency in, in the expressions. Okay, bottom line is, um, bottom line is, we have a proof. Okay, we do have a proof from this b'risa. Again, this b'risa said in the name of Rabbi Shmuel, they said, So you should do it, it means money. We asked on that, ah, it doesn't necessarily mean money. It could mean a body part. It could be a wound on the body. Answers the Gemara, yeah, but they have an extra pasuk. And therefore, that b'risa and their source of could be a valid proof and uh, that when, uh, when you hurt somebody, you do receive a financial penalty. And in the yeshiva of Rabbi Chia, they taught also. Another source, Amar Krod says in the Pasuk, Yad biyad, a hand for a hand. Something given from hand to hand. What's something that's given from hand to hand? That's referring to money. Money is something that goes from hand to hand. And therefore... What do you obligate somebody to do? You give from your hand to the other hand, you pay money. It all says a foot for a foot. Yeah? Well, a foot for a foot. Not too many people pay each other holding coins between their toes. And therefore, the Gemara is asking, if regal baregal doesn't mean literally things that are given from foot to foot, how do you know yad biyad means money? Amri, they said the Kadarshi had an extra pasuk that that played into their source, and they said like this: Mechti, let's see. If you have Adam Zaymim, you have these false witnesses. We do to them what they tried to do. If it means literally that they tried to bring lashes, we give them lashes. What's the purpose of that extra pasuk? Therefore, it's, what, it's teaching me that there's money. Uh, that the Adam Zayman pay money. Regal Beregal Lamalis. Why do you got to say the Pasuk of Regal Beregal by Adam Zayman? I did the Kasav Yad Biyad, Kasav Nami Beregal Beregal. Same answer we gave before for consistency. And this would be the Yeshiva of Rabchia. They brought the proof from um, Yad Biyad. So Rabbi Shmuel before brought a proof that you have a fine, that, that you pay financially and we don't hurt you. 
they brought a proof from Cain Yinasein Bay. The yeshiva of Rebchia is bringing a proof from the Pasuk of Yad Biyad. Both valid proofs, different places. Abai Yomer, Abai says, I'm going to bring an additional proof, another proof. Asya Midetoni Debe Chizkiya, the proof that when you damage somebody, you're going to pay financially instead of with your body, is learned out from the yeshiva of Chizkiya. The turn of the Bechizkiah, they learned the Yeshiva of Chizkiah, Ayin Tachas Ayin, an eye for an eye, Nefesh Tachas Nefesh, a soul for a soul. Velay Nefesh Tachas Ayin, and it does not mean you do not give up a life for an eye. Velay Nefesh Ba'ayin Tachas Ayin. You never give up your soul and an eye for an eye. What does this mean? A soul for a soul, an eye for an eye, but not a soul and an eye for an eye. Says what does that mean? Sigmar says like this. Gemara says like this, and I'll just explain before the next two lines. Before the next line. Everybody has different thresholds of pain that they can handle, both physically and emotionally. Something that disturbs me tremendously may not disturb you, or vice versa. And the same thing holds true physically. The Gemara is going to tell us if somebody blinds, Yankul blinds Beryl. If it were to be that we blind Yankul, Yankul may lose his life when we blind him. It could be his, his body can't handle that reality. He might die from it. Uh, Beryl didn't die from it. It doesn't matter. Beryl's not Yankul. And you're not allowed to do something, says Chizkiah, Yeshiva Chizkiah. You cannot do something that has the potential. If you blind somebody, there's potential that your life is going to be hurt. It's not possible. And therefore, it's not possible to give a physical punishment on something you did because it's never going to be tit for tat. People have different abilities to handle things, both, again, physically and emotionally. Says the Gemara like this, learn this inside. It means that if you blind somebody, we physically blind you. There's going to be times where somebody will actually die when Bezdem blinds him. There's times when you blind somebody, the guy can mamish loses neshama as well. And therefore, ayin tachasayin and nefesh tachas nefesh means if you murder somebody, we'll kill you. If you hurt somebody, you blind somebody, we will not. Uh, we, we we cannot blind you. Why? Because since you might use your lose your nefesh, you it might end up being. Nefesh va'ayin tachasayin. And that word Bezdin is not allowed to do. Okay? Says Gemara, one second. Says Gemara, one second. Pause. Let's introduce the Gemara's next step. See, who, who, who would potentially, theoretically, blind the damager? Who would do it? The victim? No. Who would do it? Bezdin, right? The same Bezdin... That's uh, that we know practically in halacha, you paid nezek, you pay damages, and we don't blind you, right? Who obligates the damages? Bezdin. The Gemara is asking, maybe Bezdin should blind him. And we're saying it can't be, because he might die. So Gemara now is going to say it like this. One second. Every Bezdin that dealt with these matters had a physician on hand at all times when necessary. How do we know this, by the way? We learned this in Makkas, and we're going to, this is going to come up more. Whenever somebody was obligated in Malkus and Lashes, Bezdin had a physician there evaluating the person's physical strength and what they could handle. Right? So even though a full Malkus is 39 lashes, if let's say the, they had a physician there, the physician said, this guy can't handle more than six, his Malkus, his lashes was six. If he can't handle more than one, he got one. If he can handle 39, he got max 39. But there was always a, a, a Bezdin's physician, right? We learned that. So the Gemara is going to ask, what are you concerned? If you blind him, he might die. Have a physician take a look. Have the Bezdin's physician take a look. Here we go. Says Gemara, my kusha, what's bothering you? He might die if you blind him. Doma, maybe I'm First, we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate. If he could handle, if the, if the doctor tells us he could handle being blinded and he won't die, that's what we do. And if the physician tells us 
that he could handle being blinded. And, and then what, what happens if the physician's wrong? What if the physician were to say, blind him and nothing will happen? You know, Nebuch, the guy dies. Guess what? If he died, he'll die. You know what? In other words, not that we don't care, but the same thing holds true by Malchus, right? If the physician says he can handle six and you give him the sixth and the guy dies, you, Bezdin still lashes him six. Like, I mean, it's not that you can never lash somebody because the physician might be wrong. You still give the lashes according to the physician. Didn't we say by lashes, what if the physician's wrong and the guy actually dies? Potter, Bezdin's Potter. And therefore, says the Gemara, let's just bring this, let's end of that conversation. Let's just say like this. The, what the Gemara here is saying is that you have no proof from Abaye. So let's take a step back and hop. We're trying to prove that you pay as opposed to receiving body damage. We brought two proofs so far tonight. Abaye is trying to come with a third. Abaye says, I'll bring another proof that, you, that he, it has to be money. You know why? Because if you physically blind him, he might die. And we can't let that happen. So it's got to be you pay. To which the Gemara responds, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Because we find from Malchus, from Lashes, Peasant just evaluates. And Taka Abaye, if, <laughs> your logic is incorrect. Because if the physician on hand tells us the guy could be blinded, you see that you would do that. But there's, a difference, there's a difference between if, you, if a guy... Why is oh, if you're saying it as opposed to physical? Yeah, that's a different issue. I mean, um, yeah, I hear. He, very, I hear. I hear. Yell's bringing up another Nakuda. It's interesting. I mean, that's something that uh, he has to live with. Right, that's, right. But that's an interesting. It's an interesting ha'ara. I hear. I hear. I, I, my mind was focused on the physical matters. Right, that the that the physician of Besdin, if he evaluates physically, the guy could be blinded. You're bringing up that. When, when it comes to something so traumatic, so you also have the emotional side of things and, this, and you know, the outcome of the damager's eyes being blinded, maybe that could lead to a different type of trauma. But then I, I like what you're saying, and that is that you, you should have thought, he should have thought of that before he blinded the other guy. I hear, I hear. Right, okay, I hear. Either way, either way, very good. I'm asking to you, I'm asking. It's a good, it's a good thought. Talking about that, but I'm yeah, right. But it's 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 something which, it's something which uh, you know, it's the Gemara is telling the Gemara is showing us we're not taking that into account, right? You're right. The Gemara is showing us we're taking the physical side of things uh, into account. And as far as the as far as the um, halacha is concerned, how do we have a proof from here that a person pays when you blind? We don't have a proof. Because according to this logic, maybe Taka, we should do to him what he did to the guy. And if he dies, he dies. Okay, so this wouldn't be a proof. Let's keep going and try other proofs. Just notice, it's interesting. In other Gemaras, we keep searching for a proof till we find one. We've already found the proof that you pay. Over here, the Gemaras is trying to find further proof. We're trying to just learn out from multiple places that it's got to be. It's got to be that if you damage somebody, it's payment. And it's not that we damage you. So let's keep going. Razvid b'shed Rabba Omar. Razvid says the name of Rabba Omar. Krapetzatachas patsa wound for a wound. Litein tsar b'makom nezek, which teaches us that you're responsible for pain. You need to pay a separate payment of pain, even when you already paid for damage. Now, if it means that if you damage somebody, we mamish damage you. Listen to this. This is incredible. Gemara says like this. You know how I know it's, it's money? 
Because there's a pain payment. I don't understand, says the Gemara. Since there's a pain payment, why would I pay the guy for pain and then you're going to pay me too? That's double dipping. If it means, if it means that we damage the guy, you blind somebody, we blind you, where do you ever have a pain payment? I already received the pain. I, it was reciprocated already. I paid you, now, now, now I got pain. From the fact that there's a, there's a payment of pain, it must be we don't do to him physically what he did, and therefore he needs to compensate with money. That's what Rav Zvid says in the name of Rabbah. To which the Gemara responds, no, I don't like that. Umay kosher, tuma ika demafanik. He says, one second, there's a problem with that, I'll tell you why. Because you can have somebody who's a mafanik. A mafanik means sensitive. People who are very, not emotionally, physically, like people are very delicate, right? Some people have extra pain. Then there are people that, you know, <laughs> you have a cook. Very often the fingers of a cook, their nerves don't really work so much from heat. It's already, you know, it's already rugged. They have calluses on their hands in certain, may not hurt, may hurt as much. But we say, what's the difference? The yeah, to, to give the, uh, the victim the difference. The Gemara says like this. We try to bring a proof, Razvid try to bring a proof that it's got to be that it's financial payment. Because otherwise, we, we're, if, we, if we do to you what you did, why are you, why are you paying for pain? The Gemara says, no, it's possible we do to you what you did. And you'd still need to make a pain payment. Why? Because it could be the guy that you hurt was in a lot of pain. And when we do it to you, it's less pain. And maybe you have to pay the difference. Maybe that's what it is. So bottom line is, there's no proof. There's no proof from the fact that you also need to make a pain payment. No, maybe we do it to you plus the payment. Yeah, you gotta, maybe the, the payment is just to, you know, to, to, to make up the pain. Okay. Rapapa Shvei the Rav Amar, Rapapa says the name of Rav Amar Krosh, Tate and Posse, Verapa Yerape. Verapa Yerape. You pay the medical bills, the healer heals. Leeton Rafuva Makam Nezek, which means that um, not only do you need to pay for the loss of value to the victim, you also need to pay for his medical bills. And if it means that we mamish hurt the guy, we hurt the damager, we do to him what he did. One second. Why is the damager paying the medical bills? He has his own medical bills to pay now. And if you obligate him to pay his own medical bills and the other guy medical bills, then it's not consistent. It's not fair. He's going to end up paying more than he damaged. So it's got to be that we don't hurt him. How is he making up the... How is he making up for the damage? Only through money. The Gemara says, no, my kosher, wrong. No, it's possible that, you know, the, the, the damager hurt the victim and it takes the, the victim a long time to heal. But if we do it to the damage, it takes the victim a month. The damager, when we did it to him, it took him a week. To maybe make it that he pays the difference. So again, it's the Gemara saying you just don't have a proof from this specific pasuk telling us that there's monetary payment. Okay, Ravashi Amar Ravashi tries like this. Ravashi says, "Asya tachas tachas mishor." You have a gzera shava. You pay in place of in place of from the halachas of when a animal damages. Ksiv hacha when a human damages. It says, "Ayin tachas ayin," an eye for an eye. Uksiv asam and by an ox, dam- uh, when an ox gets damaged. It says, Shalim Yeshalim Shor Tachas Ashor. The owner of the ox pays Tachas Ox in place of the ox. Malalon Maman, just like by the two oxen we know. What does the owner pay? It says, Shalim Yeshalim. That's clearly payment. When an ox gores an ox, do we gore the damaging ox? No. It says, Shalim Yeshalim. It's payment. The same way the word Tachas by an ox 
means clearly payments when it says ayin tachas ayin by human as well. What does tachas mean? Moment in place of afkan moment. Says Gemara, my chos yam tachas tachas mishar little tachas tachas. We have the Gemara in beautiful classic Gemara fashion. One second, you're telling me from the ox that it's payment. It's got to be from uh, so the tachas of uh, human damaging also needs to be payment. Says Gemara, one second, one second. There's a third place where it says tachas. You know where it says tachas? By murder. Dechsev says, V'nasata nefesh tachas nefesh. A soul for a soul. Now let me ask you, the tachas, when a human murders another person, that tachas, does that mean financially? What did we learn? Financially? No. What does it mean? You physically get murdered. Not murdered. We physically kill you. So the Gemara says, one second. Tachas by an ox means payment. Agreed. Because it says, shalim yishalim. And we try saying, oh, so by damaging, tachas means payment. Says the Gemara, one second. But there's the third tachas, by capital punishment, and that does not mean payment. So why are you comparing the tachas of damaging to the ox? Maybe compare the tachas of damaging to the murder of a person. Malalon mamish, afkan mamish. Just like by murdering somebody, we literally murder you. We literally kill you. Maybe over here, when you damage somebody, you literally take out his eye. Amri, they said, Says Gwaro, no, I'll tell you why. The tachas of damaging is, we're going to compare it to the tachas of ox, as opposed to the tachas of murder. You know why? Because the, when it says that an ox pays, what happened by the ox? Damaged. So, tachas by damaging means monetary. But maybe tachas by murder means literal. Says the Gemara, one second. I I hear what you're saying, says the Gemara. You want to say that our tachas is damaging similar to the ox. I'll give you another viewpoint. See, we're trying to find out what happens when a human damages another human. Says the Gemara, by murder, that tachas is dealing with two human beings. By the other tachas of payment is by an ox. Maybe the tachas of a human damage should be learned out from human killing as opposed to an animal damaging. Why? The same way you have logic to say the, two, the, the tachas is connected to damage, you could say the tachas is connected to humans. So the Gemara says, you're right. You're right. So we can't use this. We, you're right. You're right. That's not going to be a good uh, approach. We learn it out from a case of somebody who violates a, a, a girl, a, a nara. He violates her. We say he has to pay a financial penalty of 50 shkalim. And it says, And there, by violating a, a girl, what happens to her? You pay. But what happened to her? Is she dead? No. She was damaged. She was damaged. There's a loss of value and there's pain and all these things involved. And there, tachas clearly means financially. So too, tachas of human damaging means financially. And this would be a very good proof. Because notice what just happened. We said, ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye. Does that mean literal? Or does that mean financial? Says the Gemara, it's got to be financial. Because there's another place where it says tachas when you damage a human, when somebody violates a girl. And there it's clearly financial penalty. It says tachas asher ina. In place of the suffering that you caused her, in place of her injuries, there tachas literally for sure means money. So to over here, tachas ayin tachas ayin for sure means money. Okay? And that's what Rav Ashi's source is, uh, is going to be. So we have many, many proofs now, multiple proofs, that when, you, when a human damages another human, the payment is going to be financial. Tani, we learned in the Bible, Rabbi Lezer, Amir Rabbi Lezer says, Ayin tachas, ayin mamish. He says, no, it does not. I don't care. Forget all the proofs. Now, this is a Bryson. So he's, he's a Tani. He's allowed to argue. Yeah? He says, I, I actually say it's literal. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? Mamish shokadaitach? Literal? Rebbe Lazar left Kalhani tonight. What about the past daf? What about the past daf? We said it's monetary payments. 
Incredible. He says, no, you're right. Rebbe Lezer agrees. Rebbe Lezer agrees um, that, that um, you know, that there, we could be in the realm of finances. But he says, here's the problem. The problem is, how would you pay for damages? How would you pay for damages? It's an incredible Gemara. Listen to this. We said how much a person would be sold on the slave market before they were hurt and how much they were after, worth after they're hurt, right? That, that's what we said earlier. Listen to this. Rabba says, Rabbi Lezer says, no such thing. A free person is never evaluated, never evaluated on the slave market. There's no value you can give to a person. That's what Rabbi says. There's no value. He disagrees with this whole concept of, of paying money for damages like now you're on the slave market. Says Rebbe Lezer, no such thing. The guy's a free person. He's not an Eved. What are you evaluating here? Amalei Abaye, what do you mean? What are you evaluating? Ella, come on. Rebbe Lezer, how do you want us to evaluate damage payment? Kiben Chayrin, like a free person? Listen to this, says Abaye ben Chayrin mi isle dame. A free person has no value. This could be viewed both ways, by the way. I find this so precious. Either it means... A free person, what do you mean? A person who doesn't work for anybody has no value. You, if you don't have nobody to answer up for, what are you worth? You're doing what you want. You're a yid who's walking around and you're not answering up to Rebunshalim, not answering up to anybody. Where's the value? Where's the worth? The market is, he can choose you have to, what he wishes to do. There's no any person. If you look at that person, you could say, "Well, so and so is equal to so and so, and this guy is making." I got it, but says Abaye, Lamaisa, Lamaisa, hey, missed you, Lamaisa. If you're a Ben Chayrin, if you're a free person, you're you're completely missing market value. There's no market value. You could (laughs) you you can't be sold. Rabbi Lezer says, I, I, I don't like this whole thing. Hold off on the problems because there's going to be a few beautiful uh, lessons and messages here. So, Allah Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, says, says Ravashi, what it means is that we don't, uh, we don't figure out the damage according to how much the nizik is worth, but according to how much the mazik is worth. Incredible. We look at the damager and we say, how much are you worth now? And how much would you be worth if you lost an eye? And that's the difference you're going to have to pay. Instead of us taking out your eye, instead of us taking out your eye, we're going to, instead we'll take it from your wallet. You got to hit his mice. You got to hit his mice. There was a donkey that bit off the hand of a child. Kata literally means cut off. A donkey amputated a kid. The owner of the donkey has to pay for four things. Now this is very cryptic. I'll tell you why. A, when an animal damages, do you pay more than damage? No. Who pays more than damages? When a human damages. If I damage somebody else, I pay how many things? Five. Damage, pain, medical bills, loss of work, embarrassment. That's when a human hurts a human. When an, If my animal were to hurt you, I just pay for damages. So a donkey bit off the head of a child. And Rav Papa Bar Shmuel said, you got to pay four payments. So we have, first of all, it's a donkey. So you should only pay for damage. Second of all, even if you're going to pay for more than damages, it should be five payments, right? Not four. So here we go. Amalei Rav, Rav said, uh, four payments? Uh, I don't know what that means. Our Mishal lists five. Amalei Rav Parshmol said, Damage, of course, you're paying. Uh, you don't need to come to me to tell me the owner of the donkey has to pay for damages. What I'm saying is, you even need to pay for four more. Okay. Amalei Abaye, but Abaye says, our other question, 
why are you paying for four more? It's a donkey. V'hachamaru. The, the owner of the donkey didn't damage. The donkey damaged. When your property damages, only pay for damage. Omar Lahu, he says, you're right. I made a mistake. The owner of the donkey has to pay for damage. Okay. Says the Gemara like this. Okay. Now you got to pay for damages. Listen to the story. So what do they want to do? How do you assess damages? You take the victim to the slave market and you evaluate how much he would have been sold before the hand was cut off and now. Okay? Omar Luhu Zilu Shaminu Ka'abda The rabbi of Papa says let's take, him to, let's take this kid to the slave market. Omar Luhu Avuadiyanuka Lai Bi'inam the father of the kid says, absolutely not. This is not happening. You're not taking my kid to the slave market to evaluate him. The Zila Bey Milsa. Zila Bey Milsa. What does that mean? My kid's not a slave. My kid's not a slave. I'm not even, let, I'm not, I'm not even letting you go there. This is how a parent stands up for a child. Omrulay, they said to him, the father... We're trying to figure out how much money your kids owed. You're going to take a financial loss now. Omar Lahu, and what did Tata say? What the loving father say? I'll pay him from my own funds. That's fine. That's fine. Better off, my kid never views themselves like an Evid, and I'll cover the cost. I'll cover the cost. But you don't treat my kid like an Evid. If it means I lose money, I lose money. My kid's better than that. My kid's bigger than that. It's never happening under my watch. It's, it's not beautiful. happening. And he did not allow. He did not allow the, the father did not allow them uh, to uh, the, did not allow him to be out there on the on the market. It's a very chash of idea. It's a very chash of idea. And you should know that even in a slighter, in in, in more practical terms, outside of the story of Baruch Hashem. Uh, you know, I don't think this has ever happened to any of uh, you know anybody here. We're at donkeys. Uh, we heard a story like this where donkeys uh, chopped off a kid's hand. But there's times in in uh, our kids' lives, no matter what age, where they get hurt. They get hurt physically. They get hurt emotionally. And we need to be very careful that people come up with all sorts of aids, all sorts of advices, and sometimes we stand up for a matter of principle. You're going to pay me. You're going to. Our kids. Our kids. You, you can't put a price on a ben chayrim. This is what I want to go back to. What the Gemara said earlier, when we said a free person has no value on the market. So I wanted to wait till this point. I mean, there's no value on the market. We're we're too big for that. You're right. There's times. Can you? You can. And that's why our Mishnah says that's what you do. The Maisa. That's what you do. Right. You see how much. If you would be a slave. How much you would have been worth before, how much you would have been afterwards. The Gemara here is telling us there's an additional thing, additional sensitivity that we need to keep in mind. And sometimes it means losing out on the money, losing out on standing up for your principles because you're teaching, we're teaching ourselves and we're teaching our families we're bigger than this. We're bigger than this. Chavra, if you ever have a machlaikis, if you're ever in a dispute, the rule of thumb is the bigger bardas loses to the smaller bardas. What does that mean? The guy with the bigger brain will lose to the fool. That's how it works. You know why? Because the fool doesn't care. And the fool doesn't see how their actions are going to hurt long term. And how they're going to tear apart a family. And how they're going to tear apart a relationship. They just stand up. You know why? Because they're a small bardas. Because they're a fool. They don't see things. And sometimes being the bigger bardas. Means I'll lose. You want to win? Win. It's not worth it for me. It's not worth it. And we lose. Hopefully we're the bigger bardas. You know what? Isaiah is. That's the way of the world. I'm not willing to get into an argument with you. 
I'm not, even if it means I'll lose out financially, even if it means people make fun of me, even if it means people think I'm stupid, it's not worth tearing apart my family. It's not worth it for $100. It's not worth it for $50,000. It's not worth it. And you know what? I'll lose the money and I'll lose because I'm keeping my life. And the bigger bardas, the smarter you are, the more you're going to lose in arguments and that's just fine. That's just fine. That's the way it is. Sometimes I, that's, that's, that is a fallacy of the world. That added Shlomo HaMelech in Kehelas Hevel HaVolim. So as I saw from Gershon Ribbiner when he says this, but it's such a true thing. Sometimes you think, yeah, they, they got their way. They got, you can't let them, let them be fools. Let them fight. Let them, de- we're not dealing with this. Let the, it's a small bar das doesn't realize what they're doing. Okay, another story. There was an ox that also uh, bit off the hand of a child. He says, Go assess him like a servant. Anybody who assesses like a servant is not uh, uh, fit to be included in Bavel as far as, um, as far as, uh, they're yichus and things like that. It's not something we do. Amalu, he said, like tzricha, uh, it's only needed the the itafas that if he took away property in that place, we want to know how much he was uh, he was allowed allowed to keep. Now this is an interesting ma'isa. It's an interesting ma'isa. What's happening over here is as follows: the the courts in Bavel were not as sophisticated, we'll call it, and nuanced and deliberate as the courts in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, they weren't allowed to rule, the courts in Babel did not rule on any laws of knas. Okay? So when it came to fines, there was no... Another halacha was, the Gemara tells us, and Rashi points out what the Gemara is telling us here, and there's other Gemaras elsewhere that tell us, even financial penalties, even if it's not a fine, the courts in Babel were only allowed to rule on if it was a set amount. If the Torah gives us a set amount, for example, a man violates a girl, there's a 50 shekel penalty, that's a set amount. But when it comes to assessing things, apparently you have to be a lot more deliberate and be a lot more nuanced, and the courts in Bavel were not allowed to do that. So what happened was, we were in Bavel, there was an ox that bit off the hand of a kid, they came in front of Rava, and Rava said, go Go evaluate the kid like this, like in the slave market. So they said, one second, but you said that we can't do this in Bavel. We don't do these financial assessments in Bavel. And Rabbi says, you're right. You're right. Generally, we don't. But the reason why I'm telling you to do this is that if the reason why it's important to do is because let's say the father of the child were to have grabbed the possessions of the damager without Bezdin. Uh, giving their stamp of approval, now Bezin has to make sure he doesn't steal, right? So make sure he didn't overtake. And that's where Bezin's going to start kicking in. And, uh, and, uh, and that's why it's important to know really what value we're dealing with over here. Rabba Rabba's consistent with his own reasoning. The Amar Rabba, Nizke Shar Bashar, when an ox damages an ox, Nizke Shar Badam, an ox is damaged by a person. Governor Sebababa will collect damages. In Bavel, even though it's not a set amount, we'll see soon why. Courts in Bavel do not rule in this matter. Why don't we rule on these matters? Um, when, but by an axe to an axe, we do. It says, because you need a strong court, and we don't have those in Bavel. Says the Gemara, but one second. If we don't have strong financial courts in Bavel, you did tell me that when an axe. Um, uh, gores an ox or when an ox um, is hurt by a person we do do we, uh, we do evaluate those in Bava why? it says Gemara Nizke Shar B'Shav Nizke Shar B'Adam Nami Top of Amud Beis Elayhim Be'inon Veleka Elamayshna Shar B'Shar B'Shar B'Adam what's the difference between the two? we'll say well, if we, you know, the, the reason why we can allow it in Bavel is because they're carrying out the shlichus of Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara is basically saying, uh, sticking to the question, 
which is a financial penalty is a financial penalty. So why won't we rule on axe score, uh, on an axe hurt by a person? Uh, why will we rule on an axe hurt by a person, but we won't rule on a person hurt by a person? Why not? I mean, they explain, it's because the Bezdin in Bavel is considered to be carrying out the halachas of the Bezdin in Yisrael, immediately by things that are clear. Kimle Begavon are well known, clear, no discussion. But something which is not clear cut, then you can never consider it like the Bezdin of Bavel is technically carrying out the Shlichus of, of uh, Eretz Yisrael. Amri, they said, but still, the Gemara is basically sticking to our question, which is, either way, I mean, the whole thing over here is, we're trying to figure out financial payments on damage. So why is one more complicated and one clear, more clear-cut than the other? I mean, either way, it's a matter of going to the marketplace and figuring out value, Right? So nothing is, we're saying like this, if it's more clear cut, then the Bezdin above El is really messengers of the Bezdin. So you're really doing the same thing. Once you're allowing these, we should allow double payments in four or five times. Amri, so they explained, we're dealing with financial penalties. Again, you're, you're dancing over here. You're dancing. We're dealing with financial penalties, right? When a person damages a person, it's a financial penalty. So why wouldn't the Bezdin and Bavel rule on this? This should be considered shlichus. Again, if it's a shlichus of Bezdin and Eretz Yisrael, if they're extension of an Israeli Bezdin, they could rule on this. So why aren't they extensions? We, you haven't explained that clearly to me, says the Gemara. The Gemara says, I'll tell you why. When is it considered that the Bezdin and Bavel is an extension of the Israeli one, but most of the Shechicha, by things that are common. See, when Israeli Bezdins, when you have something which is very common, so now there's already a lot of knowledge in Bavel about how to handle it, so then you could rule on it. But when people damaging people, that's not so common. Says the Gemara, and, and therefore... Bavel doesn't rule on it. It says, more, it's not true either. People don't damage people. What are you talking about? People are embarrass each other all the time. They're pugging each other. They, 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 you know, you break somebody's leg. So, so rule on those. Like, Amri, they said, Says, you're right. You know what? When people damage people in a common way, in Bavel, they did rule on it. Says the Gemara, one second, but that's not what we said. This is not what Rav Papa holds. You can't be collecting even clear cut amounts like a knas in Bavel. Okay? So we're back to square one. We're back to square one. What do we say? A Bezdin in Bavel could rule on. Um, can rule on uh, ox damaging an ox, but it can't rule on a human hurting a human. And we tried saying, because an ox damaging an ox is common, a human damaging a human is, is not common. But humans damaging humans are common. We're back to that. Okay, so that's what we're up to. So Gemara is going to take another approach. The Gemara says like this. What's considered something which is common? Something which, uh, when would they, uh, a bezin above will carry out Allah by things that are common and there's a financial loss. has to be common and it doesn't involve a financial loss. They don't carry it out. Therefore, when a person damages another person, even though you caused monetary loss, since it's not common, the Bezdin and Babel did not carry it out. Baishas, by embarrassment, even though it is common, unfortunately, it's common to embarrass others, but there's no financial loss that comes from there. Their they do not uh, carry out that shlichus, they do not carry out that, uh, that penalty. Okay.
Let's do one last piece of Gemara, and we'll get to the two dots. We'll hold it uh, about uh, six, seven more lines, and then we'll hold it here for today. Okay. Says the Gemara, Vishar, Vishar, Babel. We just said that, you know, things that are common, like an ox goring an ox, that's common in Babel. Says the Gemara, is that true? From a rabba, Shara, again, of a Babel. When oxen damage, we don't rule on it in Babel. <laughs> that's going to flip the whole thing on its head. So the Gemara says, Dazik, Daman. No, no, no. What, type, what sort of damage? If we're dealing with an ox that hurt a person, why are you talking about an ox that hurt a person? Even when a person damages a person, that's a lot more common than uh, an ox damaging a person. Also, we don't, we don't pass it on that in short. Rather, rubber has to be dealing with where it, uh, an ox damages another ox. Even when an ox damages an ox, it's not collected in Bavel. I mean, they explained, there we're dealing with a tam. Now in a tam, we're going to assume the whole thing is a knas, a fine penalty, and that we don't rule on in bavel. But here by a muad, a muad is financial, right? You got to pay for the damage. There's no such thing as a muad in bavel. So don't tell me that the, that the ox scoring an ox is dealing with a muad. We don't pass it on muad. And it can't be a tam because that's a fine payment. So we're stuck. I mean, they explained the ayat hasam, the suya lahacha. Already became a muad in Eretz Yisrael. And then it was brought to Bavel. That's how you can have a case of a muad, which is real financial penalty in Bavel. Says Gemara, but one second. The, this is very, this is very, uh, this is very rare. You have an ox which was paskened on in Israel to be a muad, and then somebody brought it over to, to Bavel. Come on. The Bezan and Bavel doesn't rule on rare matters. Told the Bezdin and Bavel to get involved. Yeah, why? By warning the owner, if you go to Bavel, you're still going to have a problem. And therefore, the Bezdin and Bavel has to keep it up. You have to follow the instructions of the Bavel and Eretz Yisrael, of the Bezdin and Eretz Yisrael. It's still very rare. This is even more rare, right? For the, uh, for the Bezdin and Eretz Yisrael to, to, get, to stick their nose into this. Where did Rabba say that you're going to collect? Complete payment, not by a muad, but by shein and regal, which we know as full payment. The muadim they're considered muadim all the way from the beginning. We will hold it here for today. Bezran, pick up from the two dots on Daf Peydalid Amud Beis tomorrow morning, nine thirty. Hopefully, from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.